and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Joining us on the line is Cork City firefighter Alex O'Shea. Alex will undertake the biggest challenge of his life to run 32 marathons in all 32 counties of Ireland in 16 days. Alex, welcome to the big kickoff. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Uh, Alex, to run a marathon as a firefighter in a pair of boots, fireproof overalls, and a helmet is a challenge, right? To run the fastest mallon to mizzen on foot is also a hell of a challenge and now it's 32 marathons 32 counties in 16 days it all begs the psychological questions of what exactly is it you're running away from Alex (laughs) (laughs) Um, if my wife heard you she'd see herself and the four kids Um, but no I suppose it's just setting challenge on challenge and kind of pushing boundaries and you know, exploring different things, I suppose. Oh, yeah, I, well, that, that's and you have to challenge yourself as much as you possibly can. So, where did the, the buzz from running come from? When did you first get bitten by the, the, the running bug? Um, I think, like, I ran as a child, but it was a case of there was four kids in the family. My sister was two years older. She was the runner, and I was brought along, kind of, you know, take, my dad would take two of us out of the house, and my mom be left with two. So be like, ah, sure, look, take him as well. <laughs> so my sister was the one winning the medals, and I was the one hoping I wouldn't be last. <laughs> and that was my sole focus, you know, beat one fella at least in the race, and just, you know, at least I could come home and say I was the last. <laughs> and it was only as an adult, really, that um, I started running, road running, and got a bit of interest and kind of progressed, and people started seeing that there was a bit of potential and joined a club, and it just went from event to event but I was 40 years of age before I ran my first marathon and that was in the full fire gear so your first one was in the fire gear yeah my first one was Cork City Marathon back in 2014 and did you not think about well, why did you think about running with the fire gear on because I mean you're, you're going, you have the full the full kit on it wasn't running it was boots as well wasn't it yeah um, I suppose part of me was setting a huge challenge and a fellow Cork fireman had the challenge, had the record previously, so I was aware of it. And I suppose another part of me was literally hiding behind the uniform, because if I didn't do well, sure people would say, "Asher, sure, look, look what he was trying." <laughs> so there was like a, you know, as hard as it was, there was also for me a big get out of jail card if I didn't do well. I think um, secretly, you know. Um, three hours 41 minutes is a world record dressed as a firefighter <laughs> did you know that beforehand that there was a world record for that yeah as I said there was um, there was a fellow Cork firefighter held the record for three or four years and um, I spoke to him about it and just before I attempted it I would have ran in June in April of that year the London Marathon an English firefighter broke the record Right. So he took a few minutes off my colleague's record, and then I took nearly an hour off his record. Holy! So how do how do you? Uh, I suppose what are the? I mean, there's a world record involved. There's obviously a lot of criteria and stuff. So what is the criteria for running as a firefighter? Um, you have to run in your boots, your pants, your jacket, your helmet. It all has to be certified. You have to give, you literally get onto Guinness World Records and you get every piece of clothing approved. Um, for me, I wasn't allowed to open the jacket fully at any time. Oh, I could open the zip down halfway and, you know, kind of grab it and shake it out, try to get the air to exchange. Yeah. But I couldn't have it fully opened at any time. 
Um, I couldn't remove the helmet when I was running at any time. If I wanted to stop, I could stop, step out to the side, take anything off, put anything back on and continue. Change socks, anything like that, treat blisters. But you had to physically stop and step out. I had to have witnesses, I had to have timing, um, I had video evidence. um, You know, it was like producing a thesis. Um, the amount of evidence that we had to fall <laughs> at the end of it. So you obviously had enough of the firefighter running and he just said, right, we'll do 32 Martins, 32 counties in 16 days. Where did that idea spring from? Um, Jerry Duffy did 32 Martins in 32 days with um, Ken Whitelaw back in 2010. And he did it as a very successful charity event. Like they had um, Michael O'Leary was behind them at Ryanair publicising yeah. it. And it just, you know, it went. It was a phenomenal success. And I suppose that happened before I ran my first marathon and I always was a bit inspired by it. And just, I kind of said to myself, you know, you could go over and there's a race in Italy where you do 20 marathons in 10 days in the same place. And I was like, but you know that's that's kind of two weeks away from the family and it's kind of you know there, there's so much running here that I could do without broadening my shores or broadening my view of going offshore so I was kind of thinking you know there's lots of country, country or counties I haven't even ran in and I was kind of thinking you know the 32 marathons be nice but I'd never get 32 days off work <laughs> and then somebody said sure why don't you try two a day and is two a day the seed was there have you done two a day before no oh well right. y- yes and no um i've ran i've ran back-to-back marathons where i've raced a marathon on a saturday and raced on a sunday and kind of held my own and i've done i've competed for i've competed um the national 24-hour championships okay. um you know, which was held in belfast where i've ran 151.75 miles in 24 hours continuous uh, you need a long time to recover after that <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so what's so, the what's the planning like and um, um, where do you start um well i'm delighted to announce as well that I, i've got a guard um on board with me now as well ollie o'sullivan from kerry from tralee um he's he's on board he's going to run 50 kilometers of the 84 a day and crew for me so like when we have quiet patches he'll be with me more and if i'm busy in the morning he might step out for a while and he'll um drive a support vehicle from county to county so um it's all about putting the logistics in place like we're talking to a car um a big car company at the moment to see will they give us a, a support vehicle it's for the irish guide dogs for the blind we have a facebook page challenge alex set up we have a web page nearly built so it's, it's all the logistics, um, looking for routes. We're, we're trying to put safe routes in place. A lot of them will be on greenways or in parks where we do loops. So, right. you know, if you come down, you can join for a loop. You can watch us, you know. Great. So it's not all it's not all based on the road. There is going to be uh, certain courses, as well set up for you. Yeah, because, like, if I, if I go from an A to B point on the road and people come down, you know, whether you've invited them or whether you've asked them to support you and, you know, their responsibility is your responsibility yeah. at the end of the day. And I don't want someone stepping off a curb in front of a car. Plus, if I if I run a loop inside in the park and say the loop is a mile long, I'm never any more than a mile away from my water, from my food, from a change of runners, from a first aid kit. And when you're trying to do two marathons a day every day, 
these are real concerns that you have to have. Yeah, is it the with the two marathons a day? I suppose how's that going to work? Will will you have okay. will you have fin- will you have a finishing time in your head for the first marathon, or is it just getting through it? Um, no, I think the first marathon we do will be the first of September, and the people in Dingle Marathon have invited us. So we're going to run the Dingle Marathon as our Kerry Marathon. Okay. Um, so I'll have a good idea of the time I'll run before I run it, um, but only training will dictate that on the lead up. Yeah. So we'll 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 go down there to run a particular time, then we'll have maybe an hour to cool down, get a rub down, get something to eat, and then into the car and we drive to Limerick. We hop out of the car and we're looking at a venue in Limerick at the moment, possibly a little bit of a greenway into a park, a lapse of a park. Then we finish that and then we drive on to Clare and we go to bed. (laughs) Then we get up. So you've done two marathons, two counties. Then you get up. Hopefully our accommodation will be close to the next venue. So small drive. And then you run your next venue, small rest, an hour again. Then you drive on maybe an hour and a half to the next county, run again, and you know it's just going to be is continuous. That, is that drive in between dangerous? As in for your uh, your body maintenance? Because one of the questions I have here is, how will you help with body maintenance throughout? Have you put a team together, or you know how do you stop yourself from uh, the we'll chances? Be, we'll be looking. We'll be looking to fit, get physios on board. We'll we'll be putting the word out nationally like there's a network of Irish physios so we'll be putting the, the word out to physiotherapists and we'll be trying to get um, one to volunteer for every county for every marathon so yeah we'll get a rub down after every race Great. every event um, but yeah the, the sitting in a car in that position for an hour and a half makes it more challenging Yeah, it, it would be easier for me to run the two marathons back to back and run you know your 50, 50 odd miles yeah 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 um, continuous than to take a break for an hour and a half or two hours and then go again so i you know i know that there'll be there'll be the second marathon of each day you start on tired legs you may you may walk half a mile to wake your legs up and just you know get them back into the cycle yeah. before you start jogging and running yeah like that may be a very real possibility and plus you know several days into the challenge it may be a case you may pick up a blister and you may end up like walking half a marathon like these are all real concerns and real things that we have to plan for and like not alone when i have to train to run these marathons i'm also going to have to go out and experience walking a marathon yeah something i've never done before right. but something i have to be aware physically and mentally of how to do it yeah and i suppose injury prevented you finishing the, the mallon to mizzen head run so what did you learn from that what precautions have you put in place um, well, Malintonism was a failure in, in some regards. Um, I I set out for the Guinness World Record for that as well. Yeah. And I kind of was a bit gung-ho and I probably went a bit faster than I needed to. I was I was well ahead of pace and I got to about 80 miles with a bit of a niggle in my knee and we pulled up at 100 miles, which was the plan for day one. I was going to run 100 miles, then I was going to throw on a tracksuit, and I was going to walk five miles, just cool down and get the body temperature back down, and then we were going to eat and sleep. Um, but I got to 100 miles with a pain in my knee, and it turned out I had a tear in my knee. Um, we think it was possibly the fact I overdid it contributed, the fact that the roads were so bad that I was running with one leg a lot lower than the other leg. 
because of the camber of these country roads. Yeah. So there was lots of contributing factors that we looked at afterwards, and there was lots of things we would have done differently. Um, but where, as much as it was a failure that I didn't succeed, it was also I also hit milestones. I'd never gone 100 miles in a day before. And, you know, once, once I suppose we dried up the tears, we, we looked at it and we pulled the positives from it. Well, the thing is, you, know, you, you, never, you never lose, you learn. So uh, it's obviously going to benefit you now for uh, this challenge. And, of course, you're running this challenge for charity. Why the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind? Um, I suppose the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind, they're a national charity, but their headquarters are in Cork. So I said, growing up, I, I've always been aware of them. You've always seen people out. You know, puppy walkers, the trainers, you've seen visually impaired people with their dogs. And now they also do dogs, um, companion dogs for people with autism, children with autism. Um, so I, over the years, I was very aware. And then when I, I left the Navy and I became a fireman, we go into burning buildings, house fires, and you walk in the door, it's full of smoke, you can't see anything. And I might be told by the officer, okay, look, your team is to go upstairs and check the upstairs, see if anyone's there. Yeah. So as I go upstairs, I have to count, physically count every step on the stairs. I have to see, does the stairs turn left, does it turn right, is it straight stairs? How many rooms did I go into, description of the rooms? And then I come out, I have to give the officer my brief. My brief was to go upstairs and search. And I encountered the stairs with 14 steps. It had a quarter landing turn to the left. Um, I went into what appeared to be three bedrooms. I encountered an ensuite. I encountered a bathroom, and you, you're, basically, you're basically painting a picture without having seen anything for the next team that go in. So they know how much of it you've searched, and they know that they can skip the first rooms and go straight to the fourth one, and then they can work backwards from there and do a second search. Yeah. So it's all it's all about building this mental image, and I suppose to me that that's the closest I've ever come to. Um, experiencing anything that a person with visual impairment is going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do, uh, how do people donate? And can they donate, I suppose this is a stupid question, can they donate any, as, as much as they want? But how do they donate? Um, we're, going to, we're going to work on a load of different levels, really. We're going to look for corporate sponsors, hopefully somebody and every team to kind of contribute to that event. Um, we're going to invite people to come out and take part with us so you can run them, you know, run anything from a step to a marathon with us that day and pay a small fee and there'll be a medal at the end of it there'll be sponsorship cards for that available through the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind um, we have a donate button on my Facebook challenge Alex which is live at the moment um, it's a bit early to put it live but we had to we had to build it and construct it so that we could put it into the web page yeah. and test it so that's the reason it's live so early we have a web page which would be alexoshea.ie but it's not it's not up and running yet. We've the final edit of that. So basically, if people want to like the Facebook page, Challenge Alex, um, all the news will go on there, and all the links and the web page. Then the more complete web page will go up after that. And we, we hope that we'll have sort of a good national um, media coverage and people like yourselves following the story as well. Well, we'll we'll plug it as much as we can all the way to uh, September. And September first, is it? That's right, yeah. So we'll, we'll plug it as much as we can, and we'll hopefully, we, we'll, uh, anything, I suppose, for charity. And you said the, the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind do great work, so um, people should get out there and, and donate 
is it, whatever they can and whatever they can afford uh, but you know every little bit helps um, exactly the, and you know if, if if somebody you know if money's a bit tight and they can't afford you know come down and you know just say hello to us and, yeah. you know give us a support morally and you know a bit of encouragement will go a long way yeah and I was just about to say that is there ever a, we're talking about psychology at the start is there ever a time that you go ah screw this I don't want to run anymore and you want to just duck out of it is it is a possibility now halfway through the second race only for you have the the Irish guide dogs uh, uh, thought in your head that you probably think god I, I'd love to stop now um, I think there will be times that I, I, I love to stop and, you know, there'll be times when I'm running that, you know, I'll stop running and I'll jog. And yeah. the time, there'll be times I'm jogging and I'll stop and I'm walking and there'll, there'll be times when I'm walking and I'll say, it'd be great to have this finished. But, no, the focus will be there to get to the end. And, you know, I'm from Cork and Cork is the last one. And it's the last one for a reason. Yeah, but the- psychologically, you're running home. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure each county will give me a different experience. But you know, you'll always want to get to your home one first. Yeah, yeah. Um, as in, you'll always want to encounter. You, you know, you're going to have that support at home. So. Um, well, I think yeah. I think one thing the Irish people are good at is getting behind their own. Um, so hopefully uh, they all come out in the numbers to help you. And as you said already, you're there. They can join you and. Uh, hopefully encourage you along that way listen what's your ultimate challenge is there anything that you uh, have always thought of wanting to do but you haven't done yet um to be honest like when i was doing when i was training to run in the fire there people were saying to me oh sure like you know i was i was nearly about to start and people were like what will you do next there is no next there is only now right right now it's you know you're the guy on the football pitch taking the penalty to win the game there is no crowd they yeah. do the ball the goal and you know to, to take on something like this you have to have that focus so it's a full focus okay listen you're a Munster fan I am um, sorry about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ireland and Munster how, how, how do you how do you see things going especially in the Six Nations and uh, for Munster this season do you know I always find rugby is you know it's just fascinating to watch but I always find there's such inconsistency um, so it's very hard to predict. <laughs> you don't want to predict. <laughs> no, I, I have a house with four kids. Three of them are boys from nine down to five. So I watch I watch rugby with boys jumping around and shouting and roaring and getting stuck in. So I see bits of the game here and there. Well, hof- hopefully with the, with the Irish set-up, it all leads to uh, an Ireland-England clash and it's all uh, to play for all. Listen, uh, Alex... As, as you mentioned the rugby, actually, I, I met Declan Kidney recently and um, he's head of sports in UCC down in Cork, yeah. University College Cork. And they're getting behind the challenge and they're going to give me some support through their high-performance unit. Brilliant. So they're going to do some testing with my training and stuff. Great, great. And I suppose, you're, will you have your, I suppose, your, uh, your gait and all looked at before you, you start? Yeah, yeah, I've all all that worked out. That worked out, good. Well, listen, Alex, we're going to support you as much as we can. We will put that up uh, as many times as we can leading up to it. When you're on your run, we will be keeping a track on you, and we might even give you a phone call uh, if we can get you early enough, uh, maybe one of the Sunday mornings or or pre-record when you're just about to fall asleep or whatever, you know, but uh, we'll try and support you as much as we possibly can because it's a great challenge and it's for a great, great charity as well. 
Thanks very much. Okay, thanks very much, Alex. We'll talk to you soon.